welcome back to Muscle Fitness Health with me, Ads Fitness. And today, I'm going to talk about cheat meals. Not just so much to tell you what, what I do and my thoughts on it, but also just from the coaching perspective. Because, uh, you know, when you work with a wide range of clients, it's important to kind of realise that we're all different. So, you know, what works for me, and I always say this for people who ask in the past how I train, how I eat, etc., it's not right for everyone. Um, and you know, that's why everyone I work with is on a somewhat of a different plan. Now, firstly, note that I say a cheap meal, not a cheap day. You know, if you're looking to really, really progress your physique, um, you know, if you have a day where you, um, it depends what you eat, of course, to an extent, but if you just completely off your diet, eating, you know, junk food for most of the day, you're easily going to undo any of the hard work that you've done during that week. Um, obviously, that's if your goal is to lose body fat and effectively be in a calorie deficit. It's easy to override that. For some, depending on where they're at in their diet, it can be easy to override it just in the one meal. You know, if you're pushing really hard towards the end of a diet and you're just getting those last bits of abs to come out and you're doing cardio every day and what have you, you know, that that 2,000 calorie dominoes and cookies and or ice cream and what have you can easily kind of override that hard work you've done during the week. So the consideration has always got to be in line with what matters to you in life, um, where you're at in your progress or, you know, the phase of training that you're in. And um, ultimately, what makes you happy? Because um, here's the thing. I don't like to tell people when they can have a cheat meal. I don't like to say have one every two weeks, have one every week, don't have one at all. Um, I have some clients who deviate from the plan a number of times through the week. But obviously those deviations, I then have to make sure are in line with their happiness. So are those deviations going to be hindering their progress to an extent where that balance for them, the enjoyment of whatever the deviations are, relative to the enjoyment they're getting from their results and how they're feeling, is that going to make them happy later down the line? Because, you know, I don't want to say to somebody, yeah, go have this huge cheat meal every week or just have some your small deviations every few days. You're fine with that. If they're then not going to get the results that they want that are going to make them happy. See, that's the key. We don't want to necessarily completely eliminate any chance of deviating off the diet and then that means you sacrifice taking your kids out for a meal you sacrifice date nights you sacrifice social occasions and even to the extent where you might really like a certain food and you just you know you enjoy cooking it and you've not been able to do it for so long that a few months down the line you suddenly go completely off track and then like you quit the gym and don't eat healthy ever again you know, or until you piled back on loads of weight and start the process all over again. So sometimes with people, particularly when I work with people who, you know, have that mindset because it served them well, same business or something where they may see themselves as wanting to do a hundred percent perfect in what they do in anything that they do. Sorry. I sometimes have to hold them back and say, Hey, you know what? Sometimes you've got to realize that a hundred percent of you means 90% of this, as I've touched on in a previous episode, you know, and therefore you're more likely to see this through and do it long-term by having that odd meal that's off the plan. And again, like I say, I have to pick up then as a coach on what's making the client happy. 
And that doesn't mean they check in after week one, they've had a cheat meal every single night and they because they've loved every single night out, whatever, that I say that's fine. Because ultimately, it's my job to have picked up that a few months down the line, they're not going to be happy with that when they see no results for, and obviously after investing in my coaching to help them with it. So it's about, as a coach for me, learning each individual and what makes them happy, their values. Where does this sit in their values? Because there are people that I work with, of course, and work with people who've won shows and stuff, whereby the adherence to the diet and their training is actually their number one value in life, as it used to be for me. And when that's the case, you tend to not actually think about the cheat meals or want them as much, just simply because it's not in line with your values. And at that stage, of course, I work very differently. My approach is very different, I should say, with somebody like that than somebody who's doing this to just lose some weight, feel better and feel healthier. And then, of course, you know, when we consider the word cheat meal, it's more of a, I prefer to say, off-plan meal. Because what constitutes it? It doesn't have to be some junk food. You know, it can just be going out to a nice restaurant and having something healthy that's off the plan and then still enjoying social occasions. So this is like pretty much why I don't just give a yes, no answer when clients ask, is it okay to have a cheat meal? The only time I'll say no, as I say, is if I know that's going to sort of hinder their goals because they're prepping for a shoot or a show or something. But then anyway, let's just say that you're going to have this cheat meal. Okay, what's the best time to do it? Now, if you're not having them that regularly, and you're really happy with your progress, and the best time to do it is when that occasion comes up where you want to have it, okay? But if we're going to talk on like sort of scientific principles and, you know, where is it less going to hinder your progress? And I'll say that with a caveat. There are times, not very often, but there are times where I tell someone to have a cheat meal because I think it's going to help their progress. Um, but ultimately, when you train, this is why people that I work with will tend to have their highest calorie meals, their post-workout meal. When you train, you significantly increase the insulin sensitivity temporarily in muscle tissue. And that starts whilst you're training. That's why intranutrition works as well. Because those cells become more receptive to insulin, which is responsible for shuttling nutrients either into muscle cells or other cells in the body for storage. That could be the liver, but it's also going to mean fat cells as well. Now, if you're likely to have a cheat meal just on a rest day, I'm not saying never to do that, but you know, if you are, do you want to know the science where there's benefits or disadvantages to either approach? If you're having that on a rest day where you are just hanging around the house, chilling out, watching TV, whatever it is that you do on a Sunday, say, well, those calories aren't going to have that same need in the body as they might do, say, pre-workout, when you're going to burn them off, of course, or some of them, or post-workout, where your muscle glycogen levels are depleted, that insulin sensitivity in muscle tissue is increased, and the muscles are ready to soak up that glycogen that's coming into the bloodstream. Okay, so therefore you're going to have a larger proportion of those nutrients partitioned towards muscle glycogen uptake and recovery and growth of muscle tissue as opposed to storage in the fat cells because there's no real need for them elsewhere in the body. So if you do want to have a cheat meal, 
but also want to make sure that you hinder your progress in the smallest amount possible. The timing is key and doing it post-workout is always the best time to do so. But guys, ultimately, what you have to look at with this is what's most important to you in life. Are you going to keep up a routine where you suddenly sacrifice every single social occasion just to keep 100% on a plan? Because not many people do that. You do that when this is important to you. And you may not have this as the most important thing in your life. You know, there's people that I work with who are great business, but then they want to do a photo shoot. So for a six week period or something leading up to it, then that value hierarchy shifts a bit. This takes a bit more priority and therefore they'll, they'll nail the diet leading into it, but then go back to a balance that best serves them after. So when it comes to deviating from a plan and you want to be a hundred percent, just consider are you being sensible doing that? Is 100% on your diet plan 100 going to lead to the 100% best version of you? Because often you'll find that the best version of you comes from 90, 80% even on a diet plan. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it's given you some great content. And you know what? I'm just going to throw something in here because I've had some great feedback from these last few episodes. So if you're listening to this and you're considering working with me, obviously the spaces and everything are limited. And I do only take people on after we've had a chat and consultation. That also applies to the other coaches who work for me under AbFit as well. But if you go and quote that you've listened to this episode, so quoting your inquiry, episode nine, just EP nine, let's say, just quote that in your inquiry. And you can receive 25% off the package that you sign up to, excluding the higher tier ones. So that's standard and premium. Guys, thank you very much for listening. And I'll see you again soon.